All right, all right. So let's get right into it. How many people in this room want to get married? Let me see the raise hand. That's about everybody. Everybody, just about everybody in this room want to get married, right? And one of the things that I talk to couples about, and I, and I make sure my wife and I cover, is this principle about being on the same page. What does being on the same page mean? One accord, right? Now, honestly, when you look at this word same page or the phrase same page, right, is that actually accurate? Like, can, can you be on the same page and, and actually be on the same line? No. For instance, so if we read a paragraph, I gave you a paragraph, you a paragraph, you a paragraph, and I asked you all to read it at the same time, you guys are on the same page, but are y'all on the same paragraph? So same page, right? Doesn't mean like unison. So that means I have to be on the same paragraph as the person, same sentence as the person, and the same word as the person, right? So when it comes to relationships and marriage, we all said that we all, well, I'm already married, but all y'all said that y'all want to get married, right? And being on the same page is cool. But you guys could be on the same page, but not be on the same word and in unison. And could you be on the same word and still be off? Kind of, because they have different meanings. You say it again? A different meaning of the word. Different meaning of the word. So now, even if we're on the same word, in the same sentence, in the same paragraph, on the same page, just because we're on the same word doesn't mean we comprehend it the same. Mm -hmm. So now, before I even get on the same word, as a spouse, I got to make sure that my comprehension is correct because words have many meanings, right? So if I say the word father, all of us have different meanings. Some people got good, some people got bad. If I say mother, some of us got good, some of us got bad. All about perspective. So in order for me to be on the same word with my wife, I got to make sure my comprehension is correct but my comprehension comes from me being connected to God. How can I be on the same word, on the same sentence, on the same paragraph, on the same page as my wife if I never open the pages in the Bible? How could I? The Bible, the Bible talks about that, uh, be not conformed to this world, but be ye what? By the what? So if my mind is not being renewed on the pages of the word of God, how can I be on the same page with a spouse? And then when we open up a page of budgeting, how could we adhere to our budgeting standards that we want to do? So all of this is paramount when it comes to relationships because when it comes to love, when it comes to relationships, it's not me versus we. It's me and we. A lot of relationships is me versus we. It's like... Selfishness. Selfish people destroys marriages. In order for you to have a successful relationship, you can't be selfish. It can't be me versus we. I have to say me and we. Why is me and we important in a relationship? Because the difference between what's the okay, what's the difference between versus and and? Together and apart. Yep. Against. Against and apart, right? We'll take those two words A's. So me versus we means I'm always in against of we. Like, I can't just think of me in my marriage. I can never just think about me. It has to be me and we, right? And, and based upon your money personality, would determine if you are me versus we or me and we. It would also determine your, how you operate in your singleness financially 
operating your singles with the word of God will determine if you're on the same page. Now, being on the same word with my wife with comprehension is a supernatural thing. Supernatural means that I have to constantly be in a river of my mind being renewed. I have to be in a constant river of, of the Holy Spirit refreshing me so that I can be in unison. Why is unity so important? You can get deep, you can be shallow, no matter. Why is unison important when it comes to relationships and money? We'll talk specifically with money. Together. Because if I go blow 5,000 right now and we have goals five months from now, who's upset? I'm happy. But we're not happy. The Bible says when a man and woman come together, they become one flesh, right? Become one. Meaning, I'm not my own, she's not her own. So for me, whatever I do for me is going to affect we. Why? Number one thing that I always want, this is what men always want. It starts with a P word. P-E-A-C-E. Peace is what they want. So if I want to sustain a godly peace, I got to make sure that she's good. And I'm good. Right. I can't make sure she's good if I'm not good. That's why I said me and we. How I view me will determine how we succeed. So right now as a single person, that's why people who are in relationships or desire relationships right now, they are focusing so much on we, but they're not me enough to be we enough. Right. You have to be me enough to be we enough. Because what happens if, um, for instance, if your laptop or PS5 is, what's the, what's the warning sign they always say when your PS5 is, is loading? Do not cut off the console yeah, because what? No, don't unplug it. Don't unplug it, why? So right now, if this is you, you'll be incomplete. You'll be incomplete. So now if you got this much, even if you 98% loaded. That's still not enough. That's not enough. Don't think perfection though. But I don't want you to think that you have to be perfection. Perfect. But if I now no basketball player ever has a perfect game. No football player ever has a perfect game, right? But they had a good game. Mm-hmm. If I if I go into a game. And wasn't 100% stretched. Can I really have true success in the game? Like if I go through Steph Curry, for instance, he goes through how many drills before the game starts? They know, I know when I play basketball, I got to do the dribble between my legs. I got to do dribbling drills first. Because it's getting my, it's getting my members ready to dribble. I do the five shots in front of the rim. Five shots in the side of the rim. The other side, we say family? Muscle, active. Yeah, muscle, active. muscle, yeah. So I have to, if I don't activate, if I just show up as a 36-year-old, not stretched, don't do anything, don't do anything I'm going to be trash. Yeah. You might pull something too. I you might pull something. Yeah. Injury. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying is, is that I'm not going to have a perfect game, but I'm prepared for the game 100%. Right? So... Back to the console thing, if I cut off the preparation at 98%, that 2% could cost my marriage. 
People look at, well, I'm 50% done. Then they got to deal with the 50% undone. And the, and, the other person. and the person. Because 2% can actually turn into 20%. Because one thing about human nature, you never stay in the middle. The Bible says you're either conforming or transforming. So based upon my mindset, because when you meet a guy, right? When you meet a guy or you meet a young lady, right? You may have bet them at a 98% preparation rate. But what happens when you lose your mom? Oh, yeah. If you didn't deal with that 2%, whatever that 2% is, it could be an issue with food. It could be an issue with, uh, like for me, my 2% was competitiveness. Right. I had to deal with that. Because when my grandma passed away and I felt the weight of my family and that guy called me a B-A-N and a, and a, and a Y-M-C-A, that 2% I can't went to 20%. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can't switch. Huh? The, the percentage can decrease at any time. So that means I got to constantly stay in a river with God. Mm-hmm. Refining. Always refining. Always in it. Because you don't know what the percentages are, babe, because life is so unpredictable. Because life is unpredictable, I got to make sure I go into the one who's immutable, who doesn't change, that will keep me progressing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people, they'll get into relationships 50% done. And then the other 50% undone ruins the 50% that is done. And now, you're like, and now y'all done. You see? So with money, this is big. Because that 2% spending habit, or maybe not 2%, maybe we'll say 90 and 10, right? 10% is a big number when it comes to like issue stuff, right? So me and we, I got to make sure that I'm always pushing this way. No matter how much the grain is going against me, I got to push. Can I push myself there? No, I have to, allow, I have to be pushable. I can't be so rooted in who I am now. I can't, I got to be, I got to be willing to grow. Simple as that. So that it, it goes from me versus we to me and we. Then when me and God are good, we and God are good. <clears throat> so relationships, we talked about the word in this, this last lesson, but relationships, we talked about how that word it has three, uh, that one word has three words in it. What are three words? Relationship. What are three words in there? Relate. Relate is one of them, yep. Ship. Ship is this one. Relation. On. 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 Relationship basically says that we relate. On a ship. On a ship. Going where? Forward. Forward. Well, y'all did today, boy. Y'all helped me deep. Relationship. Now. Relate. If you can't relate, you can't move forward. You can't move forward. But who must I relate to first? Now how can sinful man relate to a holy God? Think about this. Now, this phone is Apple's phone, right? Connected to T-Mobile's network, right? So the network is God. What connects a phone to the network? Mm-mm. The payment. 
Oh, oh. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. Without the payment, can't connect to the network. Without the faith, you can't connect to the network. Go a little bit deeper. Faith in who? In God. In, in who? In Jesus. In Jesus. Who paid the payment? Now, if your listen, if your phone is not paid, do you still see bars? Oh my God. You still have bars, but you're not connected. The Bible says in Him that we live, move, and have our what? Huh? You still in range, which lets us know that no matter where I'm at, all I got to do is accept the payment because I'm always in range. So you just got to accept God. Just accept God. Accept the payment. All of y'all, pretty much, your cell phone, who pays it? On the most part. Your parents pay it. Mama pay it. So you get all the benefits of your device because of somebody else's payment. Now, if there is no payment... No network, no Wi-Fi, no antenna. You're can you really disconnect? And when you disconnect, you can't do what with these? Access. You can't play the apps. Right. Apps is short for what? Application. Application. How can I apply? Right. If I'm not connected to the sky. Ooh. How can I apply? So now, how can I apply love? How can I apply joy? How can I apply patience? How can I apply if I don't accept the payment that gives me access to the unlimited network, which then makes me functional? Now, can, are these two connected? Is the phone hanging by a cord no. to the network? It's wireless. Is it in, is wireless? And who gave us the wireless access? What What's inside of us? The SIM card. Without the SIM card, there's no connection. So Jesus said, I have to go so I can make the payment. Yeah. So I can send the SIM card Yo. so that you can actually work. Right. Amen. So I have to make sure me and God are connected. So now what did Jesus do? He said, I have to pay the payment. Because back in the Bible days, the Bible says the spirit of God came upon Moses. Yeah. The spirit of God came upon Samson. Samson, one last time, Father, come upon me. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Now, it's crazy how they did more on the upon versus the end. They did more with the, without the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit coming upon them, we do with him actually in. Right. Well, imagine what we can do with him in us versus waiting for him to come upon us, right? So it, because we have the SIM card now, the SIM card has the full capacity to manage or connect to the network. Mm -hmm. So now, that SIM card allows me to have full access. So what I'm saying is, without investing and engaging with the Holy Spirit and being in that river with him, we can't relate to God. So God had to put God in you for him to relate to himself. So for me, in this flesh, can't relate. He said, I have to come as a man. Why? Because the, the, the triune Godhead didn't know what it's like to be cold. Didn't know what it's like to be hot. Right. Doesn't know what it's like to be betrayed. Mm-hmm. Have we suffered until, have we suffered as much as Christ suffered? Mm-hmm. Has anyone ripped your beard off? Y'all don't have beards here, hey, Victor Christian. Oh, ripped his beard off. <laughs> his beard off. Have any of y'all cat uh, 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 nine tails beaten 39 times? They said when the wires hit your body, oh, 
is snatch flesh off of you. Have you ever been spit upon, beaten to the point to where they say he was beaten so bad that he wasn't he wasn't recognizable. Crucifixion is the worst form of death. So they were saying they beat him so bad. Imagine you walking by. We talking about ancient times. We talking about these people used to blood. We talking about Roman uh, 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 civilizations where they used to put Christians inside of cathedrals and watch thousands of people watch them get eaten by lions. Like, like this is the world that that Jesus was in, where they was beheading people like it wasn't nothing. Well, like these people were used to blood. You thought your world star videos was gory enough. You thought it was bad when you see your videos of someone getting shot in the street. That ain't nothing compared to how they lived back then. So they was used to blood sport. Like blood was sport. Like 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 you like you imagine you know uh, Steph Curry versus uh, Ja Morant in in Roman times and they own, and whoever misses whoever loses dies like 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 imagine your hero you come into this and Steph Curry is murdered killed because he lost the game that's how blood sport it was back then now we compete and they shake hands in the game back then somebody died <laughs> so he said. Y'all haven't even suffered until blood. He had to suffer all suffering so that we can have someone that can relate to our suffering. He was betrayed, so now we know he'll. So we can't go to God and be like, God don't understand. God's like, fam, you don't know what it's like to be betrayed. Who's all been stressed before? Have you been stressed when you were sweating blood? None of us have. No. When he was in the garden against Simon, they said he was so stressed. That's how. Imagine. <clears throat> now. I'm 200 and something, something pounds, okay? <laughs> Imagine all of our weight on Jose's back. Oh, my God. Just, just one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Eleven people Dang. getting on top of Jose. He would, he would die. Now, imagine the whole weight of the entire world and your father turn his back on you. So, he's saying... I even suffered to the point that my father... So if you, even if your father turned your back on you, I know what that still feels like. So he says, I had to come down as a man so that you can understand that I understand what you're going through, right? So that you can get through. So now we have a God in relation. So he says, I had to put a God in you. I had to put myself in you. The Holy Spirit has the full capacity of the Father, has full capacity of the Son. It's the full capacity. Just like on a flash drive. I, you could put, there's some flash drive that has capacity to have your whole computer on there. Yeah. And you can transfer your whole computer from one flash drive to another computer. Right? So if I don't relate to God, if I don't have the Holy Spirit in me, I can't, I can't relate to him. I can't see how he relates to me. So then I can then learn how to relate to him. Then I won't be able to relate to who? Myself. Why is relating to yourself so important? And or what does it mean to relate to yourself? Basically, know yourself. Hmm? Know yourself. Know yourself. My soul knows it very well. Like, I didn't always, y'all know this, I didn't always like me. Right. I didn't. Because I didn't know who God was in light of me. And the more I felt, when I was 19 years old, and me and God, I mean, I told you my dorm room experience. I was at Oral Roberts University. I was looking out the window, all blah, blah, blah. I saw these people. And the Holy Spirit, I mean, the, the power of God hit that room. So I, I'm six foot two. I was probably 195, 200 pounds back then. Crying like a baby, fam. 
Because I never felt God's love like that. I think God said, I'm going to put a weight of my love on you so that you can fall to the ground and realize that I love you. Then I begin to start loving myself. Now I relate to me. Now I re- no, 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 no. Now the goal with myself is to relate who I am now to who I am later. I have to always relate. How am I to the person I need to be? Right. Now, that's just God and yourself. <clears throat> when you relate to God and with yourself, then you know who to relate to. Not just anybody can get in this box anymore. Right. Not just any girl, not just any guy, not just any friend can get in this place right here. Because you can be like, I know God enough. What I mean by God enough, we can never know God enough. But I know him enough to know myself enough to know if we relate. It's a big difference between a counterfeit and a counterpart. I think we did this before too, right? A counterfeit is a force fit. A counterpart was designed to play a part. Mm-hmm. Who knows all the parts of your life? God. God. Now, <clears throat> a puzzle piece and a puzzle, right? Who has the best view? The puzzle piece or the per- person putting the puzzle pieces together? Hmm? If you a little puzzle piece and you a little... You, <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know if you want to be a corner puzzle piece. You know, you want a little, little one like that or something like that. Uh, or, or you, I don't know which puzzle, you, I don't know if you want to be a corner puzzle piece or a middle puzzle piece, right? Right. But if you were this little puzzle piece right here, this is Lauren. Little puzzle piece. And she just sitting up like this. Can she really see all the pieces? No, no. But she knows she's part of a puzzle. Right. So who does she have to trust to, to the one issue? Who sees the, whole thing. the one who sees the whole thing. Yeah, so thing now is. he'll say, this puzzle piece from another box. No matter, you can spend hours upon hours upon hours trying to connect this puzzle from this puzzle box to connect this piece from that puzzle box, never and it would never fit. Never. You can force it to fit, but eventually you look at the puzzle piece, you're going to be like, that's a sky. That's a <laughs> that puzzle piece is green in the middle of a brown desert. You made it fit. But it doesn't it doesn't relate. It doesn't relate. Right. So now you'll be able to say, when I know God, I know myself that I'll know. If it can relate. For instance, Lauren, would you marry a guy who had a broke mindset? Why not? He can't relate. He'll advertise you, yeah, we're going to make a lot of money. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you found out he was a, he, he was a drug lord. <laughs> You're not going to invest in him because you know you might not be with us forever. You might get shot or you might go to prison. Now, I'm in a jeopardy because you're trying to play Monopoly the wrong way, right? That's why relating is important because you have to make sure y'all relate before you get on. See, you can be on a ship, but the ship don't sail, right? It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere. But you think you're going somewhere. But you're in the middle of a simulation. So you're on a ship. But you're not moving. But the ship is actually just a cutout of a ship. It's a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit ship. So now, God is only going to give wind to the ships he built for you to be on. Oh, my gosh. So you see how all this connects to money now. So if you have a relationship with God, he'll teach your hands how to get wealth as a single person. So when I was single... God had, thank God he had me start at 19, writing books, creating wristbands, creating t-shirts, creating a YouTube channel. Now I have revenue wealth streams coming to the ship. 
So what happens when you have a big ship? Sometimes they have little ships to sail with it. So if I'm riding, if I have my, my marriage ship, my relationship with my wife, little boats are going to come in and be like, we got something for you. Every 19th, every 28th, every 21st, I'm getting significant checks coming in from something I did when I was relating to just myself. When you was on a smaller ship. I was on a smaller ship. So now when I said, babe, I want you to get on a ship with me, she's going to be like, how do we relate? How do we relate? Because if we don't relate, we'll always be late. So when I understand that, then I won't just, you won't just, I'd rather be alone than be alone someone that wasn't meant to be selling with me. You got to sell, if you can't sell the seeds by yourself, how can, because right now your relationship with yourself, you're selling. Right. You're trying to find yourself. You're selling and you're finding yourself. Now, where are you selling to? Where is God leading you now? Man, he's leading you to another harbor. Right. And who's waiting at that little harbor? Who's, who's, who's at that little harbor waiting on you? Waiting for your ship to sail in. And then when your boat gets right here, she's going to be like this. Let me board your ship real quick. I'm, we're not going to sail yet. We're going to see if we relate. We're going to see, yeah. We're going to see. So she's going to get on your boat and be like, do we relate? Right. A lot of girls make the wrong mistake because they think the size of the ship means something. The Titanic taught us something different. Right. Because no matter how big the ship is, if the, if the, if the uh, captain are not aware of icebergs, it's going to still go down. They said the Titanic was unsinkable. You never tell a God what can't be done. So if you brag, the person bragged about saying even God can't sink this ship, you gotta be dumb to say God can't sink a ship. Did God sink the ship? No. They sunk themselves by saying God couldn't sink it. When you wherever you lack reverence, your ship will sink. So what I'm trying to say is that men and women. Because she sailed in here too. It's the marriage harbor. Right. She may get there before you, you may get there before her. But either way, before I get on, I got to see can we really put ourselves on to the life that God has for us? And if you don't know God, know yourself, you won't know your wealth. <clears throat> Listen, when I met my wife, the type of ministry that I was in when I met her didn't match her. Then what happened right after we got engaged? That form of ministry began to die because that ministry didn't match her and it didn't match where we was ready for. So, but then what opened up for me? Schools. Right. What did my wife go to school for? To be a teacher. What else did she go to school for? English major. She edits my books. Oh my she helps with my school price. So imagine if we relate. We related even before we even knew we related. That's why you have to trust God. What I mean by relate is that if I would have just stuck in my old form of ministry, traveling preacher, you know, having my own events every Thursday, concerts, poets, rappers, musicians, all that stuff, I wouldn't have chose her because she didn't match that. But did not know that I haven't done that form of ministry in eight years. But where have I been for eight years? Schools. How long we've been married? Three, four. So what I'm saying is. 
if I were to marry somebody in my outdated version of myself, how can I have updated myself to the future version? Meaning that affects my money. Between you plateaued. Plateaued. Right. And plateauing is not what you want to do because you have some experience of going up. Man. The worst thing they say about an athlete is this. For an athlete, let's, let's stick with football. An athlete, for an athlete to go and play for Nick Saban in Alabama and was a five-star recruit, got the opportunity one step away from the league. But he squanders his opportunity in Alabama. They said what's worse is going from the hood, sleeping on the floor, eating ramen noodles, bologna and cheese sandwiches, to going to the Alabama life where you got all the food in the world, all that stuff, and you took it for granted. And then all of a sudden now you plateaued, and now you imagine... And then you go back down. There's nothing worse. Let me tell you something. There's nothing worse than having a lot of money, having a lot of success, and being removed from this way of life to ruining it, to being right back to eating. Imagine you eating ramen ramen, like real ramen. The soupy ramen with the egg yolk and the egg in it. To now you open up ramen packs. So before I get on the ship of success, you say what, Phil? They be good, but you ain't had ramen. Until you have ramen, ramen, it's a different kind of ramen when you have the real ramen. There's a difference between the hood Chinese and actually eating real Chinese. It's a big difference. It's a big difference. So what I'm saying is, is that our taste buds can be familiar of a, of a place, but you never taste it up here. So what all am I trying to say with this whole thing? Is that mentality. If it's me versus we, we'll never succeed. If it's me and we, we will succeed. We always talk about we have to continue loading in the right direction. That if we don't load into the right direction at any moment, if we're not prepared, we can lose it all. We talked about how if I'm not committed or connected to God in the river, then I will not have the comprehension to be on the same word, the same sentence, the same paragraph, on the same page financially with my wife or your husband or wife. We also talked about when it comes to budgeting. Y'all got to be on the same page financially. Because what happens? You come home. Same goal. You come home, Val. And your husband says, I took $40,000 out of our savings. And went to Vegas. And when I went to Vegas, I thought we was going to win. You thought. You didn't even have a show. And now, you're $40,000 in a hole. That was your whole savings. Oh, no. That's How would you feel? You feeling it right now? You mad right now? You rocking too. <laughs> she would divorce. And what's the number one reason why people divorce? Two first two, top two reasons? Money. Money. Money, communication. Money, communication, and, and sex. Infidelity. Right? Right. So... If I don't relate to God, you got to chill. Help, help me out, man. If, if I don't relate, if I, if, I, if I don't relate to God, I can't relate to myself. And if I don't relate to myself, I won't know who's going to help me get to my wealth. Because God wants y'all to sell somewhere so your kids can have a good vote to sell as well. So let's get to the book real quick. It says you will be number one. Did they give us points in the book? Did they give us letters? Yeah. Three? Okay, okay. It says, uh, you will be inclined to budget one way or another way based on your money what? Now, who all feel, we're going to do this, we're going to go real quick. Who feels they're a saver? Who feel like they're a saver? I'm in the middle. I'm an ampidextrous. 
<laughs> Saver, spenders. Where my spenders at? I'm a spender. I ain't no. He's spending. Now, neither one are better than the other. It's based upon your money personality. Now, if you're going to be a big spender, you got to have stability. You got to have stability. Yeah, right. Because if you if you big spending, then you got to be big, like, in, like I got to be making big endings. Like, like money coming in. I got to have my ends, like, coming in. Like, I got to make sure. Like, for me, if I'm a big spender, I got to make sure. Being a big spender doesn't mean that I spend recklessly. It just means I enjoy the nice things of life. For me, man, I, I don't mind having an extra $200 budget in the groceries because I love Whole Foods. That's just what we do. Whole Foods, Trader Joe's, <clears throat> and uh, we, the little restaurants like Harris Teeter, Publix, and stuff like that, we'll go into because they're closer. All right? But when it comes down to what I like, top of the line, Whole Foods, right? Restaurants, like, like, I, like I like good food. So what I'm saying is I don't mind spending well if my ends are well. My income is well. My money is well. In 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 retro in, in wisdom is what I'm saying. Savers, the negative side of being a saver, you don't really get to enjoy life. No. The negative side of being a spender is you don't really get to enjoy life long, <laughs> right? Yeah. So a saver can enjoy the life long, but they may make a spouse be like, "Can we eat? Can we? Can we stop? Can we stop eating beans, fam?" No, but if we, if the statistics say, if we, he's like, fam, let's eat out sometime. Right. You know what I'm saying? So your personality plays a part in how you budget. So you have to budget with your personality in mind. You got to say, okay, what's beneficial for a spender? Jose, let me talk to you real quick. A spender. Do you rather spend big now with a little money or spend well a lot with a lot of money? So what you what you can do is saying, okay, even though I'm still a spender, I'm going to have to be a saver so that I can spend like I want to spend. Right. A saver also says, okay, I may have to spend something now to save a lot later. Right. So you will be inclined to budget one way or another based on your money personality. Number two, ask a parent or find a what to help keep you accountable. Friend. Why is accountability important? Because two, you can one, two heads are better than one. That's real. Right. That's right. real. Right. So basically, everybody on the team, basketball, football, has to be accountable, accountable. on the same page. Right. So if the, if the hiker and the quarterback are on the same page, what's going to happen? Fumble. Fumble. I saw one highlight where that guy, he jumped, not jumped the line, but... The guy, the, uh, the quarterback tossed to his running back, but the guy snatched it and went for a touchdown. So if we're not on the same page, right, it's going to cost a fumble. So accountability is important. You got to say, hey, man, hold me accountable. A person without accountability is not someone that's going to be able to handle responsibility well. You got to have someone that's able to look into your life and be honest with it and to help you with it. Number three. You have to be blank with yourself about your spender or saver tendencies. It says be honest. You have to be honest with yourself. Like the worst person to lie to is yourself. It never fails. Like if I'm honest with myself and to God and I'm allowing God to be truthful. Like like based some people look in the mirror and they'll victimize themselves. They'll make they'll they'll. 
they'll say, well, the reason why I got this F was because of this person. When actually you knew you didn't study. Right. Oh, you see what I'm saying? So now you're trying to justify your F by someone else. Honesty says, Josh, you're the reason. Oh, I'm talking. Josh, you're the reason why. So my greatest help came when I was the most honest to myself. So when you look in the mirror, you say, I'm the reason for these money problems. I'm the reason why we're not where we're supposed to be. I'm the reason why I'm not where I'm supposed to be. When you begin to be honest with yourself, that's when you begin to help yourself. And you got to have people in your life that can check you. Like, can say, yo, you tripping. Like, like get your stuff together because you're hurting yourself and you're hurting us. Those are the best ones. And we avoid those people because we like to be comforted in our own lives to ourselves, right? <clears throat> that's right. You're right. We'd rather have fake people because we're fake. Real want the real. <clears throat> because real want real things. So if I want real money, I got to be around people with real money. Not people who's real funny. You see what I'm saying? I got to be with someone. Because if I'm messing with, if I'm fake, being with someone fake, we're not going to get anything real. Because you don't want to be, I know the ladies in the front, you don't want to be with a man that's not real about you. You don't want to be with someone that's not real about a family. You don't want that. You want somebody who's really real about that. Women feel that. Men be like, I just want someone who's really good in bed. But women say, I want somebody who's really good at wed, like being married, being together. Right? So, the first reflection question is, how does your specific money personality, whether you're a saver or a spinner, play into your relationships now? How will it affect your relationship? Let's talk real quick. So, can I get a saver to tell me how could they uh, money personality affect their marriage in a good way or a bad way? Go ahead. Won't take any risk. And yeah. now on the flip side of that, how could that really be? How could that be negative in a marriage? Your wife, she talking about, babe, we ain't been on vacation for twelve right. years, and she been wanting. Because listen, let me tell you something. If you don't take her where she want to go, she'll go with somewhere where she wanted to go. Okay. By herself. By herself. With someone, I'm telling you, there's a lot of men at 50, 60 years old, lonely. And that's the same vice versa. Like a a, a man, a woman can't. You know, anyway. Number two, oh, spender. Can I get a spender to tell me how, what are the positive and negatives of... Spending, like, you, you're not afraid to spend. You know, then you might spend too much. You might spend too much. Okay. Yes, sir. You get what you want. All your money. Yeah, it's not, good. It's not what you need. So spending says, I get what I want, but do I really have what I wanted? Want is different than wanted. Oh, man. So want is present tense. Wanted is, is uh, future tense. So I want to be, be in a place where I got what I wanted, not necessarily what I want. What, I, what a man really wants is legacy. What a man really wants is a happy marriage. What a man really wants are those things. A man doesn't want to live his life and then wish, that's what I really wanted, but I didn't have it. I wanted in a moment this woman that wasn't my wife. I wanted that at that moment, but now I messed up what I really wanted. Because when you're young, you're dumb. Mm. It's just facts. It's just facts. They say your brain doesn't fully develop until you're 28 years old. Right now, you guys live off of feeling more so than facts. I can tell you the truth right now. Let's say Lauren dating a, a drug 
guy, whatever. <laughs> not saying that, not saying her mentality is where I'm just using it as an example. I know. I say Lauren, I'm giving Lauren advice every day. Lauren, trust me, that ain't what you want. Women and men, kids, until they brain develop, if that, no matter how my facts are to you, my facts to you can't compare it to how he makes you feel. Right. So if, he, if, he, if she never heard I love you before, and I'm really trying to give love to her by telling her the truth, she's going to be like, since I don't even know what real love is, I'm going to accept what he says. And a lot of guys, they get girls by saying I love you because a girl never heard I love you from a man before. So now, no matter how much advice I give her, she's going to go with the one who makes her feel loved the most, even though that love is a counterfeit. Yeah, but isn't it like going off her feelings, right? It can get you killed. Get you killed. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what a lot of, that's why they say a lot of parents don't trust their kids riding with teenagers. Because that, that frontal lobe is not developed. See, with me, with a logical adult, I'm able to see things different. I'm not going to play music loud and stuff. I'm going to be, I'm trying to get home. Not saying all kids like this. Go ahead, go ahead. But what if you could be doing right to her by doing right to her, but you end up doing wrong to her because what if she falls in love with you, but then you go to prison? Oh yeah. Then you go. Then you. Die. You see what I'm saying? So you're doing right by her, but you're doing wrong by doing right by her. No, I know he good. He good. He, he ain't trying to do that. But what I'm trying to make to paint the picture is, is that um, what was I trying to say? Oh, that wants mean just because I want doesn't mean I want it really. Right. We don't. Some of us just don't know what we really want. The girl I was dating at 19, 16, or even 24, those three put together can't even scratch the same surface as her. I thought that's what I wanted. At the moment. At the moment, I thought that's what I wanted. I was a basketball player dating a cheerleader. I had two cheerleaders. I dated a cheerleader in the States for Christian. She dated a cheerleader at Charlotte Christian. What? Two separate times. See what I'm saying? When I was playing ball here, dated a girl at Charlotte Christian, dated her, we broke up. Dated a girl at States for Christian. She was a cheerleader. But I thought that's what I wanted. And then guess who's a cheerleader that I married? My wife was a cheerleader in college, in high school. What I'm trying to say is, you're always going to be attracted to what you... I'm going to get deep for a minute. Now, every part inside of you as a man, right, is you. If I take a rib out of you, that's you. If I take a cell out of you, that's you. Has your DNA. A man and a woman knows exactly what they want. The guy you like right now, I'm talking about, don't, I'm talking about the guy you can, like, physically attract to. Don't be surprised if you marry that type of man. The type, the type of woman that you really, really, really like, I'm attracted to these type of women, right? You, some guys like they women short, some guys like they women tall, some guys, some girls like they women, like they men tall, like they, whatever. That's because you were pulled out from him or she was pulled out from you. Then when y'all become one, You'll be like, there's this woman that I used to have a crush on. Uh, her name was Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. This was back in the day. Oh, let me see. Them. Look up, look up, Fancy, oh, right from the Jamie Foxx show. I, 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 nah, she black, she black, she black. She black. Yeah, she black. Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show. And guess who looks just like Fancy from the Jamie Foxx show? My wife. Okay. What you see right now, what you like right now, that's what you like. And that's what God has for you. Because God's purpose was, huh? How's it dangerous? Tell me, no, help me out. You like what you like. It's dangerous because it could be a counterfeit person. Exactly. That's a, yeah. But when you're feeling with God, 
is, see what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is, is that purpose, your whole, just like on a computer file, it has everything in that computer, right, right? Everything inside of you is in you, even what you like in the future. <clears throat> I remember I put my vision board up there. My wife for a whole year and a half was like, I want a son first. I want a son first. I want a son first. But she didn't see my vision board. The girl, I didn't even do it on purpose. I just picked the picture. The girl was the oldest. Pastor Gould, they said in this video, they were saying how he said, we'll have two kids, maybe three. How many kids do you have? Everything that you're going to ever have is already in you right now. You just have to allow it to come out of you. Right? And so, when you think about this in that retrospect, then you'll put some respect on, okay, let me make sure I stay with God now because I didn't know Fancy from a, a TV show was a picture of who I was going to be married with forever. And that's just some shocking things about that. Now, another question says, what's one way learning to budget now will affect your future? How is make sure that you budgeting your money as a saver or a spender, how will that eventually benefit you with money in a relationship? Uh, stable. Stable. Huh? It'd like be a habit. Like I'm telling you, there are certain drills that I do mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually that keeps me steady. There's some, there's some other habits I want to add to my life. But when you have those disciplines, especially financial disciplines, discipline always feels hard in the beginning. Yeah. It feels tough in the beginning, but it proves it profit. That's why the Bible says, spare the rod, spoil the child. Discipline hurts now. So when I'm budgeting, it's going to hurt because you're going to be like, man, I'm used to spending a lot. I'm used to eating what I want when I want. It's going to hurt because your body's going to be like, we've been on this, but you want to be on something else. And so when you practice this now, budgeting your money, discipline brings change. it brings change. It brings the change you want. Not being disciplined calls you to be complacent. You may change the food on your plate, but your blood cells is messed up. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why we have to do that. Now, the learning objectives for this lesson is this. And I've been going for 40, 46 minutes, but we'll, uh, we'll kind of go through this a little bit. Um, well, let's have Q&A. Any questions about <clears throat> anything we talked about? And if there's no question, we'll go ahead and read and we'll be done for the day. Wait, so like, what? What? This, this is a question, right? Yes, sir. All right, all right. So like, when you try to get like closer to God, you yeah. start reading your Bible and stuff, yeah. you should just keep, like, it, it got to become like a habit. It has to be a habit. All right. So, so if it doesn't be a habit, then you really like getting really close, close mm -hmm. to God like that. Nope. And I think that's what a lot of people problem with is they just, they don't want to make Make it a habit. They won't make it happen. Now, the thing about reading the Bible is, <clears throat> if I if I if I make reading the Bible a habit, but I read it wrong, that's a bad habit. Yeah, true. Most people read their Bible they just do. to say they did it. Most but, but they don't fully understand. They don't fully understand. So people read their Bible, but people don't study their Bible. It's a big difference. Reading your Bible, just saying I read it, I did my devotion, I got my notification in the morning from um, that Bible app. I read, I'm good. You must read to understand. I have to read to understand because if I read to understand, no matter what the devil's plans against me, I can stand against it because I understand what the word says. So, for instance, when I was a kid, I used to, count, I used to say this verse all the time. Count it all joy when you go through trials of various kinds. Don't just test your patience. Testing of your faith produce patience. 
That verse didn't become real until I went through some real trials. Then he was like, okay. So I was quoting the verse, but the verse wasn't evident in me. Right. right? So when I study the Bible and I take trials and I understand what trials mean, and I understand what joy means, I understand what it means to count. When I study the word, like I do with my Bible class this morning, the fruit of the Spirit. People, what's the fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, patience. Uh, pay, what's the patience? Uh, oh, man, I forgot that quick. Oh, we forgot Patience. Uh, what's out of the patience? Um, someone look it up for me real quick. Love, joy, peace, patience. Uh, kindness. Yep, kindness. Then it's uh, uh, kindness. Peace. Uh, where I said peace. It's an order to it. Let's write it on the board. Someone show it for me real quick. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, good gentleness. Is it gentleness or goodness? Someone look it up for me. Love, joy, peace. Yes, sir. You got it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. Kindness. That's right. Gentleness and self-control. All right. So a lot of people look at that and be like, oh, that's cute and cuddly. Now, when you stick, oh my, let me get you a note. Bathroom, I mean, locker. So here, for instance, when you look at the verse, right? Does the Bible say fruit or fruits? Now, it says what? Now, look it up, look it up. Does the Bible say the fruit of the Spirit or the fruits of the Spirit? What does it say? Fruit. And fruit is singular or plural? Singular. Singular, right? All of them one. Now imagine if you just read that and then take your time to study fruit, you will assume that it's different fruits, not not connected. Now, when you look at it and you just read through it, you won't allow it to be read through you. Now, people don't look at that verse and study it. Now, if if it says fruit of the spirit, that means they're they're they can't be disconnected from each other. Meaning that I can't have self-control if I'm not loving. I can't be patient if I'm not peaceful. I can't be gentle if I don't have no self-control. People don't even study enough to really see that it's from top to bottom in order. I can't be, I can't have joy if I don't have love. I can't be at peace if I don't have joy. I can't be patient without peace. I can't be uh, uh, kind without, when was the last time you met a, 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 a kind, impatient person? That's, not, that's impossible. But if I don't know that God loves me, listen, if I don't, first off, I don't know if God loves me, the top of the fruit of the Spirit, before I can even have the fruit of the Spirit, I have to have this word called enlightenment. Right. I have to be enlightened that God loves me. Mm-hmm. The Bible says the goodness of God, it draws people. So God's goodness, you being enlightened that God is a good God, that God's not an evil God. But when you're enlightened that God is good, then you will receive his love. Then when you know God's love, then you have joy. I can't do nothing without joy. Because the Bible says joy of the Lord is my what? Okay. It's your strength. So when I have the joy of the Lord is my strength, then I can be at peace. That he orders my steps. So no matter how bad your life looks, you'll be like, I'm at peace because I have God's joy. That even though I might be in a school I might not want to be in, I might be in a, situ- a house that I want to be in, I can count it all joy. Because when I do, I can be strengthened. Then peace gives me what? Patience. patience. When you at peace, you patient in traffic. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> you patient with people because you have peace. Patience then leads to what? What's the next one? Kind. You can't be kind if you're not patient. What's that the kind? Goodness. A kind person naturally does what? Good. What's that the goodness? Faithfulness. You got to be a good person to be a faithful person. Right? What's that the faithfulness? Faithfulness takes what something was once hard and make it gentle. So when I'm faithful to my wife, then I can be gentle to my wife. Right? What's that the gentleness? Without love, without joy, without peace, without patience, without kindness, without goodness, without faithfulness, without gentleness, without that, I can't have self-control even with my own money. Because most people spend because they're looking for love. But if you already got God's love, you don't have to be forced to spend. When you know you got the joy of the Lord is your strength, then you will say, I don't have to go in debt to get a house or go in debt to get a house because the joy of the Lord will guide me. I have peace about my future. If you don't have peace about your future, if you're a senior, then you must, you must don't know God is your loving God yet. Because when you know that God loves you, who loves you the most, Jose, in your whole life? Who loves you the most? Person. Who, who exhibits oh, like that? A, as a person. As a person, yeah. Your father and mother. What, what, so they, they were, in your mind, they would never do anything wrong to you. Okay, hold on, my bad. So let me say this. Yo, what's your favorite meal? What's your favorite meal your mom makes? I don't love she, like, she could cook. No matter what she put in you, do you even question it's poisoning? Nobody. You wouldn't even pray over your mama's food. <laughs> you know your mama's food so blessed. I'm just joking. You know, you know your mama's food so blessed, you wouldn't even pray over The point is, thank you. The point is this. If God makes the plate, you can trust the food. So what I'm saying is when you know that God loves you, you can say, you know, I don't care if it's the day before graduation day. God ain't, God ain't nervous. Now, and how would you feel if you knew God was nervous? Hmm? He ain't going to be nervous. He knows everything. When you know stuff, you're not nervous. Like if I was a black belt, you think I'd be nervous about anybody roll up on me? If I had my peace on me, do you think I'll have, be worried about people trying to tear me to pieces? No. I got confidence because <laughs> I know something that most people might not know, right? So what I'm trying to say is if you lack peace, if you lack joy, if you lack gentleness, if you lack patience, if you lack kindness, it's because you're not enlightened to, to God's love for you. So people read their Bible, but they don't study. Because imagine this right here just became revelation to y'all. That means it was probably revealed to you for the first time. If you had just read that verse, you would have just been like, all right, but when you study, you'll be like, why am I not patient right now? Let me remind myself of God's love. And then I would naturally become patient. Let me remind myself of God's love. Then I then would then be self-control of my money. Right? Any other questions? So people read their Bible, but you have to make it a habit to study it. Not to study it so that you could be a debater. No. To study it so that you can, you know, know what you're talking about for yourself. Yeah. Any other questions? About anything, life, what we talked about. Everybody good? I don't go ahead, bro. You got. I, I, think, I, think, I, I think I found me a job, like, like something I want to do when I get older. What's that? I want to get physical therapy. That's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Some people that work at McDonald's end up owning it. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with that because people can then you can end up owning like five McDonald's. 
Ain't nothing wrong with that. We ain't another question before we get before we done. Everybody's good? Yeah. All right.